Hey friends, I hope you're all staying safe and healthy and taking care of the people and plants and animals that are important to you. This past week I got my second COVID vaccination, and I'm not going to lie, it knocked me on my butt, but not right away. I scheduled it for 8 in the morning, and after I got the shot I went about my morning routine, and it wasn't until later that afternoon that I started to feel like achy and lethargic. I was taking Tylenol and drinking lots of water. Uh, you know, last week it was, it was uh, unusually warm. And that night that I'd had that, that COVID shot, it had to be well over 80 degrees in our bedroom. And I laid down, and I was like wearing a t-shirt, underwear, and socks, and, and I pulled up a thick blanket over myself. And man, in, even in 80 degree weather, I was shivering, and my teeth were literally chattering. And I was sweating all at the same time. It was so messed up. The next morning, I felt like I got hit by a truck, and I, and I, just, I just kept drinking water taking Tylenol every four hours, and it wasn't until around like 7 p.m. that evening that I started to feel like myself again. Now, I'm not telling you this to try to dissuade you uh, from getting the COVID vaccine. I I'm glad I did it. If, if you've been vaccinated, either all or partially, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're doing it. Yeah, I think it's the right thing to do. I I I'm just, you know, sharing this with you because I try to keep it real, and also I didn't have a whole hell of a lot happen last week. And anyway, did I mention you're listening to the People Are the Enemy podcast? You are! If this is your first time listening, welcome. I'm your host. My name is Andy Mascola. There are no ads on this podcast, and there's no Patreon set up for it. If you like what you hear and you'd like to help support myself and the show monetarily and get yourself some great literature, I'll encourage you to please check out and purchase any or all of my books. I'm a published author with uh, currently eight novels available for purchase worldwide via Amazon in both paperback and ebook formats. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find most of my books in paperback format at barnesandnoble.com. If you're a long-time People Are the Enemy listener and you've purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. People Are the Enemy listeners, this is episode 175 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thank you for checking it out. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you may already be familiar with our guest, comedian J.T. Kelly, who appeared on episode 95. Earlier this year, J.T. launched his own podcast, The Fart Locker, where J.T. makes prank phone calls, chops it up with friends, other comedians, and most recently striking former Juiceland employees. Now, I, I asked JT if it would be okay if I played one of my favorite phone calls from from uh, episode three. So, and he said, yeah, so no problem. Excellent, excellent. Thank you, JT. And uh, without further ado, here's, here's that prank phone call I love so much. Check it out. Hey, it's a satchel rhinestone. This is Satchel. Uh, I'm Satchel Rhinestone. Sorry to name drop right out the gate. It's just easier to get it out of the way. Excuse me? Uh, this is Satchel. Satchel Rhinestone, the country singer. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I'm here from California, and uh, I was hoping... Uh, do you guys give the full cowboy experience? Uh, no. Not to my knowledge, no. Not so much? Not really, no. Okay, well, I'm in the area. Uh, I'm in the greater third ward right now, actually. And uh, I'm looking for a good cowboy experience. I don't know if you're familiar with my music. I'm the country singer that just had his teeth replaced with fangs, the gold fangs. You might have seen me on TikTok or Instagram. Oh, man, I, I can't say that I am familiar, but... Uh, Satchel I'm Rhinestone. You familiar? Okay. No. Huh. Okay. I, I, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I, I got uh, 100 million followers on TikTok. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm actually kind of happy that uh, I'd like to go a place uh, without fans there. Uh, no. Frankly, especially in this neck of the woods, I didn't expect to be run down by so many Zoomer-aged Chinese kids. Uh-huh. Apparently, pretty popular in that subculture. Uh, but I'm just looking for a place that I can go discreetly and get the full cowboy experience. What do you recommend? The full cowboy experience. Uh, I would say. What's that place in downtown? Uh, um, is, is it high, high West? No, it's not. Uh, oh, man. I wish you could give you a better answer, man. I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, I want to uh, shoot a gun and, and fuck a prostitute, to be <laughs> frank. Well, uh, I'm sure there are definitely places to do that, but uh, I can just say with full confidence that this won't be the one of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, you know the type of place that has the, the women in the big dresses and they have rooms upstairs? <laughs> They have a guy at the piano, everyone's playing cards. Texas. Texas stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you might want to try rural Texas for that. Where, specifically? For, uh, I don't know, uh, LaGrange, maybe? Some, somewhere outside of Austin? Uh, I have not, I'm not familiar with anything like that in the Houston area. Hmm. But Austin is a better shot? Or LaGrange? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Are there bars with, uh, I mean, in, in, uh, in, in California, I can pretty easily go to an oxygen bar. Do you guys have those here? I think there might be some of those in the Heights area. The Heights? Uh, I'm not too familiar with the oxygen bar scene, per se. Okay. Well, I'm right up the street. I got a cowboy hat. I got a six-shooter. Uh, what do you say I stop in, and you and I kind of rap about the best rap to move forward? We can do a quick video. Well, you definitely can't come in with a six-shooter. This is Texas, so it's completely legal. <laughs> it's unloaded. It's unloaded. It's for the establishment, sir, so I can... Our establishment. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Can I come in with a fake six-shooter on my hip? Uh, preferably not. Okay. Can I come in with a bandolier on? <laughs> a bandolier? I mean, uh, as long as you don't have any ammunition or anything... Relating to ammunition, grenades, or live grenades. Like. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Okay, it's for a TikTok video, man. I'm not. Uh, I've never been in a fight, even. It's nothing like that. It's just for TikTok. I'm, it's a satchel, satchel right stuff. <laughs> right, but no. Really? Yeah. I don't know why I flew out to Texas. If first off, I don't even know a place that plays country music here. Everywhere I go, it's the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's Houston for you. 
Yeah, I'm. Where's Where's a more Texasy Texas? I feel like California is more Texas than Texas these days. You might be on. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I couldn't tell you, man. I, I would like I said, maybe Austin, maybe more up north. I'm, I'm not sure really. We're We're in the heart of downtown Houston, man. We're not very, uh, yeah, I'm right up the cow, way from you. I'm gonna boy. pop in in a minute, and we can make a quick TikTok video. <laughs> well, we do have to have like for something like that for like an official uh, commercial use. Uh, you would have to go through proper avenues ahead of time to film something like that. Hey, I got news. We get a quick TikTok video of you and me. We'll have half near a thousand Chinese kids outside the bar <laughs> trying to order something. That, that sub-community, for some reason, I'm huge here. Huge in that sub-community. That subculture. Okay, uh, but like I said, if you wanted to come and film something for official use, you would have to uh, schedule it. You'd have to go through... I mean, I've got to have to run it by our owners. It's got to be sanctioned. It's not something we just allow for you to come and do. Listen, this is completely sanctioned. I'm going to bring the fake six-shooter. I'm not wearing the bandolier. You made a good point. I don't want to make anyone nervous. The six-shooter, very fake. You and I, we're going to shoot some fake rounds up into the air, get a quick video for TikTok. You're going to see freaking 2,000 Chinese kids outside your bar, no questions asked. We, we are definitely not doing that. <laughs> Listen, I'll be there in 15 minutes. It'll be a quick video. I appreciate video. your interest. But, uh, that's, yeah, we're not going to do that, okay? Listen, listen, listen. I understand your hesitation, and if, frankly, if I were in your position, I'd be confused, too. I, I'm also shocked that you don't... A satchel rhinestone. You don't know? I don't know. Okay, that's fine. But we're going to do a quick TikTok video. We're going to have a good time. And when I post it, it doesn't have to be posted today. Whenever I post it, get ready for about 1,500 Chinese kids to show up at your bar. That sounds wonderful, but no. Thank you for your time, and uh, like I said, you can drop us an email if you want to try to do something official. Yeah, I'll just swing by. 15 minutes here. It's completely sanctioned. I'll be there freaking quarter past it two. Is not, it is not completely sanctioned. Completely sanctioned. I guarantee it. It is not. Yes, it is. I'm, I'm the manager on duty. I'm telling you it's not. I'm telling you, as a visiting country artist, All I right, just man. sanctioned it. Have a good one, man. Hey, you too. I'll see you in 15. Oh, my God. JT, are you there? Yeah, I can't believe how long that guy stayed on the line. Dude, for, I right? was gonna say, like, I can't believe how long that guy stayed on the line. Yeah, oh my god, dude, I love it. I love it so yeah, much. So definitely funny. a slow day at work for him. Oh my, yeah, no kidding. It went like how professional. He didn't lose his cool. He didn't lose, you know, just stayed. He stayed the line, you know. I was like, oh my god, he's hanging in there. How quickly did he Google satchel rhinestone as soon as he was <laughs> off that call, though? I'd love to know. <laughs> <laughs> Chinese kids love like country star satchel rhinestone the way like Mexican like Los Angelinos love Morrissey I guess I don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm like there's Selena yes yeah exactly exactly uh, JT last time we spoke you were working at a biker bar are you still there no I'm not anymore yeah how, how have you been doing with the uh, with COVID over the last year and everything man I got really fat I got so fat I was telling you yeah, I got just so fat. I wear only soft clothes now because I'm convinced I'm gonna not be fat by like a week. I'm like, oh well, by next week I'll have, I'll be able to fit into my clothes again. <laughs> just not the case. No, I even sorry. I worked out. I even did Pilates today. I've been doing been doing different types of workouts, and I just get fatter. 
Well, yeah. also, I eat like crazy, man. <laughs> Me too, man. It's I, I'm in the same boat. I, I was saying it's nice to talk to somebody who can completely empathize with my s- stagnation and just yeah, eating like a horse and uh, yeah, just being like, well, no one's gonna see me anyway. So, <laughs> exactly. I, I get it. I get it. JT, the podcast is so much fun. Uh, the Fart Locker. What made you want to start the podcast? Right after corn. Well, thank you for calling it fun. Appreciate that. I right after fucking lockdown, uh, I I still had a job. Like they didn't they hadn't laid us off yet, but we didn't do anything in the daytime. And I just started making tons of prank calls, and I would tell people about them. And a lot of people thought I was like exaggerating or making it up, but like at the time, I was pretty much only calling strip clubs that would remain open during lockdown, like <laughs> rebel strip clubs, dude. Tons of them, tons of them in Texas did that. And I was just calling them, asking them if I could come in if I was in an iron lung, asking if I could have an audition, and telling them I was a blind stripper, like just like uh, uh, saying that I had COVID and asked if I could come in in a hazmat suit. And people were they were just being like, "Yeah, absolutely." Every, 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 every say yes. Where are those yes. calls? Are we gonna get? Are we gonna be privy to those eventually? Well, I didn't. Re- well, I should probably. I should probably try the iron lung one again, but. I didn't record that, and I was telling a buddy of mine, he was like, oh, if you record it, I'll edit it into a podcast for you. Nice. And that's my friend Robert. He's the producer on the show. Yes. And I was like, let's go. Right on. Excellent. I was going to say, the, the production on the show, first of all, is excellent. Um, obviously, I, cl- I, had to, I clipped it a little bit there, and I'm sorry I giggled over the whole thing, but I... I, I, I can't help but laugh. I told JT that the, the very first episode I listened to, I think the day it came out, and uh, as soon as I heard his voice, I started laughing. I don't even think he'd said anything funny. I think he'd said, like, hey, I'm calling about, this is Satchel Rhinestone, and you, you're, he was complaining about uh, something being written about pole vaulting that he was offended by. <laughs> I, just immediately, I just immediately started laughing. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, the production, JT, is excellent, and, and so... Is this fellow Robert doing all the production, or do you have a hand in that too? Or, or? I don't do. It. He does all the hard work. Oh, that's he, nice. He's gonna be here in like an hour and a half to set up to talk to a guest today. Yeah. And I just keep it all laid out on a table. I use a stagehand, right? So I wrap the cables up and I lay them back out, and then he does all of it. I don't know how to edit a video. I don't know how to do it. I'm so dumb. And I know it's like, oh, but you could teach people. No, I don't want to learn. I just like hanging out. Wow, man. That's awesome. Well, I, I can I can completely understand. I, I try to keep this this setup as simple as possible. I don't do any editing and I just, you know, record whatever I get, I get. Um, but uh, that's super cool that you, you found Robert and Robert was enthusiastic enough about what you do to uh, to do all the... Um, you know the uh, the editing work uh, before and after because he does a great job. I'll tell you, Robert, if you're listening, excellent job on the fart locker. Thank you. He's a soldier, dude. He's a soldier. I've known that fool like five, six years now, and he's just a hardworking dot guy. Right on, man. Right on. I wanted to talk about the character Satchel Rhinestone, who makes the the phone calls. He's usually you know um, portrayed as a country singer. Uh, oftentimes, he's portrayed as a fellow with a, a sharpened. Teeth like filed teeth into points. How did uh-huh. where did where did the Satchel Rhinestone character come from, JT? Man, I don't know if I uh, if I've said it on any calls that we've put out yet, uh, but I, I like to uh, do the country thing, and I also always refer to myself as the White Wayne Brady when I'm doing Satchel. White Wayne Brady. 
if someone like acts like they don't know who he is, like, no, explain to me. I go, I'm pretty much the white Wayne Brady. I like to say that. That always makes me laugh. Like, it's so hard not to laugh when I say I'm the white Wayne Brady. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah. Oh my gosh. I was the 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 tea sharpening thing is on the TikTok calls because I want people to because you've seen the the not the Paul Wall the riffraff videos right where he sharpens oh. his he has those like gold fang oh my uh, god grills. yeah he's he's infinitely watchable that guy the 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 the, the only boring thing TikTok uh, the, the only boring thing TikTok the only boring thing riffraff does are those his cameo videos I don't know if you ever seen them but they're terrible it's like he's saving all the the cool stuff for like his own you know, propaganda. <laughs> really? He's bad on cameo? Ah, uh, yeah, he's not so good, man. I thought for sure, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. But I think it's like, you you could kind of see it, like we were watching him talk about somebody else, and it's like, you could tell he's not interested, because Riff Raff is all about Riff Raff, you know what I mean? So when, yeah. when Riff Raff is just, you know, doing his thing, there was one video, and I was telling a friend about this, and it was just for, I think it was like a promotional video for his last album. Where he's just like in a field, probably like his own yard or something like that. And then he has these giant slabs of like concrete and he's just like throwing them. <laughs> Can you see that? And then he starts calling out like all the other rappers. Like, you know, it's like basically he's like, a, you know, I'm putting out a new album and you guys are all gonna, are done for. You know, oh, it's just phenomenal. I love that, that craziness of that guy. It's so good. But he's I think, so funny. I think it's like, you know, he's Riff Raff is all about Riff Raff, like I said. So if 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 you pay Riff Raff for a cameo, I don't think he really gives a crap about talking about somebody else's birthday or congratulations on your graduation or anything like that. <laughs> Robert and I are actually saving up to get a Gary Busey cameo. Nice. I haven't seen Gary Busey's cameos. I can't imagine they, they'd be boring though. They're probably always they don't interesting. Make tons of sense, but I figure we can get some snippets. You know what I mean? Just try to get him to run some promos. Oh yeah, for yeah. If you get him to say the fart locker once, that's all you need, right? Yeah. I want him to say Gary Busey's the fart locker. Yeah. Anything. Very cool. It's only like 300 bucks, and it's like, man, we put our heads together. We can run that money. Right on, man. So so basically, the Satchel Rhinestone character came from, in part, you know, the inspiration for guys like Riff Raff. And then, you know, so are you a country music fan? Was that part of it also? Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. My my goal was to get someone on the line who, like, like has seen Riff Raff but doesn't know who he is and th would think, like, maybe, like, oh, shit, Satchel Rhinestone's that guy. You know what I mean? Because I feel like tons of people recognize Riff Raff, but, like, less people know who he is, right? Like, yes. just like normies that would never even recognize that shit out there. And so my goal was to be like, oh, if I could get a guy to think that the, that – that is Satchel Rhinestone and that he's talking to me. <laughs> That'd be fantastic because he'd tell people, yeah, Satchel Rhinestone. No, no, that's the guy with Fang. And people would be like, no, that's Riff Raff. No, it's Satchel. I was on, trust me, he called my restaurant yeah. demanding his own table for a parrot. So good, man. So good. JT, the conversations you have with your friends on the show are very frank, and they're often hilarious. Is, is, it, is it hard to get people to, to be honest on mic? I don't think so. I think uh, more people are more comfortable with it now, you know, just sitting around chatting. It's great, you know, that the these, uh, well, especially like the comedians that you, you have join you and just, you know, you're shooting the poop with. They're they're always so honest. Obviously, you're very honest, too. And I think that's uh, that's key to making a conversation interesting. So well done with that. You, you had you. A, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I said I hope so. Yeah, right on, man. Yeah, you had a hacker on your show named Hella. 
Yeah, how she's d- crazy, huh? How did that you? Ha- was so interesting. How did you happen to meet Hella the hacker and convince Hella to talk with you for an episode? So I've met I met her years and years ago, and then she replied to something I said on Instagram, and we just got we were texting back and forth, and she just told me that crazy story, right? The one of where she believes the a three letter agency was either trying to tap her or intimidate her or something. Yeah, and like I was just like, wow, that's so. I was like, would you be down to come on? She's like, well, I'd go by you know, a pseudonym and, you know, you can't tag me or anything. And I was like, oh, dude, yeah, let's go. No issue. And, uh, yeah, I, I, th- I thought she had such a fascinating thing to say. A lot of people ask me, like, you know, if it if it's true. And my thing is, like, man, I believe she believes it. And I believe that something suspicious happened, whether it was, like, the CIA or just a random fucking dude. It's a crazy story. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to spend time arguing with someone. I want to spend time really getting to know someone's perspective about what they think is the craziest thing that ever happened to her. No, know? it was definitely an interesting conversation. Well done for that one. JT, did you really get fired from a job for calling a customer Playboy? Absolutely, I did. You did? So the full story is this guy, came, I worked at a, a juice land that was in Frost Tower, which is like a, a big skyscraper down here where a bunch of banks are. Frost is a bank. And... People would come in, and I typically call people Playboy. It's, I feel like it's normal parlance, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not business parlance. Uh, I'm not doing it on the phones or nothing. I like work, but yeah. I call people Playboy. Come into a coffee shop I worked at, I call you Playboy. So I was working in Juice Lane, guy call, 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 they got a Playboy. I get a call from my manager being like, hey, this, com- this customer says you're messing with them. And I was like, what? And she was like, my district manager at the time was like, yeah, she, he says that you're harassing them, calling him Playboy. And I was like, oh, shit. He doesn't like being called Playboy? And he was like, she pointed him out to me, and I was like, oh, yeah, I never thought, like, no issue. I don't have to call him Playboy anymore. Uh, but then he came in again, and I said, what's your name? And he said, it's on the card. And I said, ah, sorry, I don't know how to read. Just joking. <laughs> and he said, oh, you don't know how to read. And I said, no, they'll hire anyone here. <laughs> And then he complained again, and that's what pushed it over the edge. Oh, fired. oh man. I, you know, I, I think Playboy is an honorific. You know what I mean? If anybody called me Playboy, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, and this guy, I looked yeah. him up online. His name's Co- Corey something, I can't remember. But he uh, he's like works at like some millionaire, billionaire real estate thing, and oh, is like a Jesus. top executive business dog. Oh, dear. And I was like, man, you got a guy that makes nothing fired from a smoothie shop. How is that boss dog shit? Yeah, no kidding. Ugh. Yeah, that's repugnant, man. Oh man! Now, so this this Juice Land was it the same one that you spoke with the, the striking employees from the same branch? So none of those striking employees did I work with directly, but a couple of them I had met before just going into Juice Land. Wow, wow! That was that was an interesting conversation, and not when I saw it coming. I was like, "Holy crap, JT's getting serious!" Because these people. <laughs> That you talked with, first of all, like I thought, like, oh, do I really want to hear this? I tuned in for comedy. But the conversation was obviously something that anybody can relate to who's ever worked at a, a lousy job and been treated poorly. And mm-hmm. and everybody that you spoke with was so articulate, and they all had um, genuine grievances regarding their, their working situations. And I was impressed that you pulled that off the way you did. And, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is more, you know... You, you tune into a show called The Fart Locker, and you're going to get comedy, obviously. But then you get the surreal, serious conversation, too. I thought that was pretty cool. 
Man, thank you. They were really just themselves. I mean, it's the longest episode we put out. I think it was fucking 90 minutes. It was long. Uh, I listened to yeah, the whole... Yeah. I, li- I, j- I sincerely listened to the whole thing. And again, I didn't... I looked at the length of the thing and heard these guys talking or what the episode was about and thought to myself, I, there's no way I'm going to stick through this. And I and I sincerely did. Um, Damn, you're a soldier. Thank I guess you. I'm a soldier. Yes, thank you. <laughs> what's yeah, the latest absolutely. What's the latest on, on the Juice Land strike? Do, is, there, is there any new news that you have? So from their from what I can see from my perspective, which is just following them on Instagram, uh, is that Juiceland is going on like nothing happened, and they released a statement saying like we're committed to treating our employee or our employees good, and then uh, a faction of people are continuing to strike, and uh, that looks like they're forming a picket outside of one of their locations here in a bit. So it's the first striking picket for the juice land striking worker cause which to me man is so exciting because i worked at juice land and they made they make so much money and they they pull this line where they say oh well well margins are really thin and it's like that's not true mm. you know what i mean they're charging two dollars for a, a teaspoon of spirulina you know what i mean mm. their 16 dollar bag of spirulina becomes 600 dollars. like i i know how thin their margins are it's crazy you know yeah they, they, they make tons of money and they pay their employees nothing. So I was when I saw them striking, when I first saw that little post, I lost my shit. I was like, good job, y'all. I wish I still worked there just so I could strike with you guys. But it looks like they're doing their first picket. And that's that's about where they are. Uh, we'll see if Juiceland acknowledges the strike. Let's see if the, I don't know if they'll actually go uh, like a real union. I don't know if there's any union people involved in this or if they're just trying to get some sort of recognition. Otherwise, it's. It's unfolding still, man. It's fascinating. I think I'm going to try to have them on again for a part two in the coming months if it continues. Well, good for you for covering it and giving them a, a, a platform. I thought that was excellent of you and a, very, very cool. JT, what's what's next for the Fart Locker? What can we? What can listeners look forward to? Man, today we're having we're having a, an episode with a guy named Jimmy Tibbs. He's a buddy of mine. He I call him the Black Lex Luther of Austin comedy. He he like. Uh, What's a good example of evil something that he's... Oh, so he prints out giant checks and offered a trans comedian a giant trek, a, a giant check to uh, dress as a woman, even though they identified as like a they, them, masculine style person. Mm-hmm. And this comedian accepted and allowed it to be like made a, a spectacle of. This was a few years ago. But that's just an example. He one time, because I have a high voice, said that if I put a show together with all people with high voices and invited blind people, that he'd buy me an iPhone 10. And I'm talking to you on the iPhone 10 that I put together the evil comedy show for Jimmy Tibbs. Oh, my God. He's, he, just, yeah, he's, he's a heel of a man. He's, he's hilarious. A, he's, yeah, he's, so he is the, he's a, the, the, he's a Lex Luthor. Yeah, he actually sent me an intro that today I'll read it to you. This is what we're. He, this is how he wants me to start the podcast. Oh dear! I will. I oh res- my god! I respect this guy's bit. He says, uh, "Our guest today is a fellow who uses summer as a verb. He once had a bar tab of five thousand dollars <laughs> on spilled alcohol with Halle Berry <laughs> sitting on his lap. Oh. His good friend Donald J. Trump <gasps> describes describes him as a rich woman's lover and a poor girl's dream. If you don't like him, it's okay." Because he's rich and you're not. Oh my God! Welcome to the proceedings. Wow! Oh my God! I can't wait to hear this episode, dude. Just a trip of a dude. Dude. I think my buddy Conrad's gonna come by to talk to him with me. Uh, Oh my God! I hate him already. It's so good. So this guy Jimmy, uh, 
he would he messages comedians in the middle of the night on Facebook, kind of cryptic, weird jokes that are funny, like just weird out there stuff. And I asked another comedian, and he was like, yeah, I don't reply to Tibbs. And I was like, why not? He says the craziest stuff. I love replying to him. And over the few past few years, we've, we formed a genuine friendship. Wow. Wow. So I think it's the, he's the craziest motherfucker I know. He's definitely <laughs> Donald Trump. He's a, he's, he can't, he's an older black guy yeah. that talks like he, he's like from Louisiana and talks like it really. I, one time I said, you sound like a slave owner. And he was like, I wish I could own slaves. <gasps> oh dear. And it's like, Jesus Christ, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> One time I said, you seem like the type of black person that calls other black people the N-word in a hateful way. And he said, I do. I make enough, mon- I make enough money to earn that right. Jeez. So he plays He plays the character out. Oh, I, I don't know where the line with him on oh. character is. I was going to say that. I was going to say it's like Andrew Dice Clay. Like, you don't know, like, who's the real, you know, who you're talking to. If it's the, the character or the real person. Man, oh, man. I was looking at a picture, and I posted this on my Twitter this week of... Uh, I don't know. You might be too young to remember this guy, but when I was a when I was a kid, there was a wrestler named Rowdy Roddy Piper, uh-huh. and uh, he was just a, a a villain. He actually went into like acting and starred in the, this great movie They Live eventually. But there's this great photo that somebody took of him in the '80s, like walking past like a like a family, and uh, the mom is like giving him the finger like right in his face, and he just and like all these kids are looking at this guy that you know was like this wrestling villain, and whenever he showed up, it was you know it was trouble. Because he was a, a complete jerk and a heel, but that was his character. And I thought, man, oh man, that dude played that character so well and had to like literally like live that every single night, like in the ring. Had to like literally walk out to just like people just booing him. Man, oh man, it takes a special kind of person to be a heel, right? It does. It does. It, ta- it takes a darkness in one's soul, one that I just don't have, brother. I wish. Yeah. I wish I had that darkness. You I wish you like had. I don't know, man. I I kind of I kind of like the person that you are. I don't know. You know, Jimmy Tibbs may only has bit me only to be able to go so far. You know what I mean? I I get it's it's uh I get I give him credit obviously, and, and I look forward to your conversation with him. But uh, but I think it's like you said, like you don't know where to draw the line, you know. And maybe he doesn't either. You know, you kind of get lost in it. The darkness pulls yeah. you down. I don't know, man. What's interesting is he's like kind of a successful businessman. In real life, what he tells me, I believe him. Yeah, I think he makes a lot of money. He, he maybe he's just that's part of the bit too. But he's owned a few businesses and stuff like that. And uh, when I first started making like all right money at my first office job like a year and a half ago, I asked him. I was like, "What do I do now that I have money after I pay rent?" And he was like, "Start businesses." And got like really serious with me. And it's the only time I've seen him be genuine is when he talk wants to talk business. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So what well, well, we should we should uh, let folks know to check out the Fart Locker. You can subscribe basically anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, JT, this has been so much fun talking with you. Thanks so much for for talking with me today. Dude, thanks so much for having me on. No problem at all. This has been episode 175 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, JT Kelly. Check out the Fart Locker podcast. We love you. Peace. Thank you for having me on. God bless you.